What if there was only one art class? What if when students went to register for class, there was only one choice? Art. Art anytime, anywhere. Forget art one, forget art two, art three. <clears throat> forget ceramics, drawing, painting 101. Just one class, art. And they could take it whenever they wanted to. They could take it first block, second block, fourth block, whatever worked for their schedule. And, and they could take it as many times as they wanted to. And what if, what if they could take it with any art teacher in the building? Imagine if they could move from class to class, from room to room, and work with any other art students and receive instruction from any of the art teachers. <laughs> art, anytime, anywhere. This sounds like a crazy plan. <laughs> Well, maybe, but at South Brunswick, we're about to make it happen. And the best part, you get to come along for the ride. And the ride starts right now. So as you can imagine, this is not going to happen overnight. There's a lot of planning and coordinating that needs to happen to get to that point. To get to the point where we can say, hey, we've done it. Welcome to art. So at South, we have a plan, <laughs> a crazy, crazy plan. And there are three, uh, we'll say, essential parts that need to be accomplished in order to make this happen. So I'm going to go over those three at the very high level from the top, 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 top of the Empire State Building looking down. These are the three things. We're in the works. We're doing it right now to make it happen so we can roll this out in fall of 2022. And some of these things are going to happen starting in January. So we're going to be talking about that as well. Look, let's go look at the view. All right, number one this semester we are going to develop a system a very sophisticated very sexy yet very tasteful system a process if you will that can be implemented by every student regardless of the level so they can walk into the art room and create a goal create a plan to meet the goal implement their plan and reflect on their actions so that's number one Number two, we need to seriously coordinate with student services so they understand exactly what we're trying to do. And, and so they can register students in the fall of 2022. Now that might sound really simple, but we're gonna go into a lot of details about that today. And number three, we need to develop a method of assessment that can be applied fairly and consistently and weekly and that's standards-based, but still incorporates the concept of engagement, which has worked very well for us. So those are the three high-level things we're going to be doing. So today I wanna to talk about number two, and that's how are we gonna get student services to understand um, how to register students for art, art anytime, anywhere. Well, first, let me describe what we currently have in place. So at South, uh, we have four 90-minute blocks each day. Uh, we offer six courses. These include beginner art, intermediate, a proficient, advanced, AP, and sculpture and ceramics. So it's basically linear. Beginning art is art one, intermediate's art two. You get the idea. I mean, if a student takes beginner art and they successfully complete it, then the next year they sign up for intermediate art. And if they successfully complete that and wish to continue, they go on to take the rest of the classes. I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't know, especially if you teach upper level art classes, but even elementary school, right? You're in first grade, you're in second grade, you're in third grade, it all makes sense. 
So when a student enrolls in a class, they sign up for a class, the counselor decides uh, which block they're going to, to, to offer beginning art. For example, it's not really my decision when beginning art is, or intermediate art or any class is offered. Um, the, the, the counselors look at that schedule and they design it and they decide, okay, we've got a lot of students who want to take beginning art and, and we're going to make that second block. So when a student goes and they want to take beginning art, they just plug them into that second block. Now the problem is if a student wants to take art but doesn't have second block open because they have to take English or they have to take math or whatever, maybe a core class they have to take, their schedule doesn't allow for it, They and that's the only time it's offered and they can't take it, then they can't take it, game over. I mean, that's that's the way it is right now. Um, I mean, of course, the counselors do a great job of shuffling around student schedules and trying to make sure they can take art and maybe if they can't take it this semester, maybe it'll be open during second block next semester, or maybe they have to wait to the following year. So hopefully eventually they'll get art, but it's just very it's just very difficult um, for some students to take art that really want to take art. So that's sort of the way it is right now. Now, here's the dream, right? There's one class, art. <laughs> you can take art any block, uh, regardless of level that you're at, regardless of any prerequisites, regardless of classroom, regardless of art teacher. It's art anytime, anywhere. That's what we're looking to make happen. And <laughs> And, and we're going to make this happen. However, there are some issues and some workarounds that we have to deal with to make that happen. Um, it's one issue. Advanced art, proficient art are honors classes. So um, some more GPA points, right? Also AP is AP. <laughs> so again, more GPA points. So just having one class called art really won't work for those students who are looking to make those honors classes or to make AP art, for example. So we had to come up with a with a workaround. So we did consider one workaround, which would be say, okay, not just art, but you can have three classes, art, art honors, and AP art. It's reduced. Um, so, you know, students would take art twice. And then once they've taken it successfully twice, they could take art honors twice, and then they could take AP art. Uh, and, and that was one workaround, but very convoluted, even as I'm explaining it right now, I'm not sure what I'm talking about. So, so that seemed very unnecessary. Um, so, so we decided that, you know what? We don't care as art teachers. I don't care what the counselors call the classes or what the students call the classes. Um, the vision is art anytime, anywhere. So they can label the classes anything they want. So we went back to just allowing them to call it intermediate, uh, you know, beginner, intermediate, advanced, proficient. Uh, they can label it from their end at student services anything they want. But we're going to allow them to drop those students into any block. So we can have a block with beginner art intermediate art students, advanced AP art, they're all gonna be in the same classroom. Uh, what we had to do was limit the amount of students, of course, that could go into a block, and I came up with a magic number of 22 students, which sounds really low, but actually is an average of, you know, the classes, you'll have a beginning art class that could have 30 students in it, right, or, or more, and then you could have AP art class that only has 16 students in it because there's just not that many AP students. So. Um, AP art students. So that's great for, for me if I'm teaching AP art because I've only got 16 students and sort of unfair for the other art teacher if, if she's teaching 33 students and I'm teaching 16 at the same time. So I came, I added it all together and I came up with a magic number of 22 students uh, in, in her classroom, 22 students in my classroom, and then that caps it out. So I don't care if they're beginning, intermediate, advanced, whatever, they can be put into that block. Now, the only issue is going to be my power schools is going to look crazy if you, if you use power schools and you have intermediate art for example, you will notice that all those students in that block will all be in the same classroom. I will have a different power school classroom for each group of kids that's in that block. So I potentially could have 
uh, I mean, five times we'll have three classes. So 15 classes in power schools when I'm doing attendance, right? But whatever, I can deal with that. That's that's not a big deal. So on our end, the art teachers, it's going to work. It's going to look like art. It's going to look like art anytime, anywhere. From the counselor's position, it's going to look very similar. With the one caveat, which actually is a benefit for them, it'll be much easier for them to schedule students when the, when the student wants to take art. They won't have to shuffle classes around. They won't have to try to look for a hole where they can stick a student in because they want to take art two and block two um, because that, that's the only option. It won't be like that. They'll just be able to place that student in any slot, so anytime, anywhere. Doesn't matter which teacher it is, as long as there's an open slot. That leaves six blocks that they can stick that student in instead of trying to fit them in all in, in block two, for example. So anytime, anywhere, it doesn't matter the teacher, it doesn't matter the time slot, just stick the kid in art if they wanna take art. So that's a real advantage, uh, I think, for, for student services. They like that. <laughs> we talk to them and discuss this with them. So what are the disadvantages? Well, um, I think f for most people, they would look at a disadvantage of this uh, uh, from from project base, obviously uh, grade level projects. Uh, for example, I'll give you an example of perspective. A lot of teachers kind of um, want to scaffold lessons. So in, let's say for example, like perspective in art one, you want to teach one point linear perspective to your art one students. And then let's say in art two, you want to teach two point. And then when they got to advanced in art three, they, they, they learn three point perspective, right? So, or whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, but just you get the concept of there's this level leveling up so that concept is gone, it's out the window. Uh, but not a big deal because there are advantages to this. Uh, think about it for a minute. What if you don't particularly like teaching perspective? What if you hate teaching perspective and you're like, I know I've got to teach my kids perspective, but I hate it. Well, what if I don't mind it so much and you have some other strength because we have more than two teachers in a school or more than one teacher in a school, you can actually decide who's going to be teaching it because it doesn't matter because the students can go anywhere at any time. So. This is how it could work. Instead of doing a whole group, everybody pay attention, look at the board, we're gonna do perspective, one point perspective, or groan, moan. How about, how about it like this? Everybody walks in. Hey, everybody listen up. Today, Mr. Sands is gonna be doing a lesson on one point perspective. If you've never done one point perspective, here's what it is, here's what it does, here's how you can use it. If you are interested in that, go to table two. Mr. Sands is gonna be doing a demo in five minutes. On the other hand, if you would like to learn to do, let's say, a coil project, because maybe the other teacher is much more advanced in ceramics. Hey, I'm not great in ceramics. I can teach perspective, but ceramics, not so much. So what if, hey, on the other the side of the room, you can go hang out with Miss Belter. She's going to teach you how to use coil ceramic thingamabobbies in ceramic slabbing coil slipping scoring stuff so if you're interested in that here's what it does here's what you can do with it she'll be at table six for a demo on that so the, the students have a choice where they can go what they want to learn you're still presenting to the class you're still teaching it's just instead of whole class it's group based on their needs so which is really kind of cool and I will go into a lot more detail about that as I go further into how we're going to roll out the lessons in future podcasts so stay tuned for that but what we'll have is multiple levels of students. And, and you know what? I don't even like to say that because the truth of the matter, let's be honest for a minute. You can have an art one class and you can have some kids who are basically almost AP level students in an art one class. They just come in naturally super talented. They had lessons maybe at the middle school. They took art all four, four years in middle school. They got left back once. I don't know. All three years in middle school and, and their parents gave them private art lessons and they're, they're, they buy them oil paint and they're making Bob Ross looking, you know, landscapes. And then you could also have the art one student who didn't take art at all during 
middle school hasn't really taken art since fourth grade they come in they enjoy it they like it but you know they're just not their skill level is just not that high so even if you do have students all together by grade level that does not mean you have them in there by skill level so right the whole concept is kind of a it's kind of a farce to begin with so having multiple level students in the art room probably does have advantages and disadvantages I think probably both but as an advantage I think this one could be very advantageous <laughs> you could have a, a students a group of advanced level students and they could really help um, those other students assuming that the advanced students are willing to take them under their wings they could kind of work with them hey let me show you the ropes let me show you how to do this you don't know maybe they can start teaching you don't know one point perspective mr sand you didn't watch up a thing that mr sands did it was pretty cool hey i'll show you come here let me show you how i'm doing this and, and the kid could be like wow that's kind of cool i never thought to do that and i would have never seen that if, if, if i was only in another group with only art one students but because i'm in this multi-level group i get to see these advanced ap students look what they're working on like that could really be a game changer but there could be a disadvantage to that. <laughs> There's very possible, it's very possible you could have a very goofy, immature student um, that could come in and, and he could distract the advanced student, you know, maybe even pull them to the dark side. Hey, uh, come goof off with me. And, you know, maybe that, that advanced student is tired. He never sleep that day. And he's like, yeah, I just feel like cutting up. And this kid wants to cut up. Let's do that. That's so much more fun. So that's something we're aware of. And that's something we're going to have to make contingency plans against. But, uh, and we might need to be really quick on our feet, but but time will tell with that what happens there. And we're going to have to deal with that sort of as we go along this road. So, so that's enough for one podcast. Uh, there's so much, much, much more to cover. And we will get into all of it in future podcasts. Um, so th I'll give you all of this as we go. And part of it, I think, will be as we're going through the journey. Uh, it, it, I'm not going to lay it all out and then just leave you hanging. I'm gonna, I'll give you weekly updates as we get into this. So you can be like, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to work, Sansa. <laughs> I'll throw up my hands and be like, yeah, it didn't work if it doesn't work. So, uh, But we'll see. Um, so before I sign off, I would like, uh, you to allow me to present the timeline so you can kind of get a vision of where we're going with all this. Um, we're not, we're not obviously not doing this all at once. Um, we'll be rolling it out in stages. So here's a look. Currently, we're working with student services to implement the schedule plan that I described today. Um, they need to understand the plan, and I think they do at this point, and, and they will begin enrolling students uh, for next year, for fall of 2022, beginning in February. So we won't be able to fully implement art anytime, anywhere, um, until next year, uh, fall 2022. However, the one thing we will begin is implementing our new curriculum, which we call the Project Matrix, starting on January 4th. So uh, we will begin that at this point to see how it, how it works. Now, I'm going to go into this in further podcasts, but just a high level, it, it is it is a standards-based, learning target-centric um a project matrix and we call it the project matrix because that's cool and kind of sexy and be like hey it's the project matrix and they will have individualized learning targets or as we like to call them ILTs with a little i because that's cool too so we are going to start that in January so I will be talking to that in the next podcast and, uh, and as we go into January explaining how well it's working and or not working and we will also begin in January room sharing, as I mentioned before, teachers presenting different lessons to different levels at different times. Um, and students will be able to 
go into each other's art rooms, uh, working with different materials. We're going to try to set up different centers in each room. So there may be only paint in one of the rooms and ceramics in the other as a ceramic center. So that is something we're going to be looking at too. So that when we do, uh, you know, they're enrolled in particular classes right now because obviously the schedule was made last year. So kids are in art one or in art one. So there's not going to be as much of advanced um, crossover with a beginner advanced crossover kind of thing going on now. But there will be some because my students will be allowed to go into the other art room. The art one students will be able to come in my art room. So there'll be crossover in that regard. So we're going to start allowing that to implement. And we will also see how that goes. Um, obviously, consideration with those numbers being higher than they than they were in our next year's enrollment, it could be possible that lots of students will go into one room. So we're going to have to kind of monitor that and come up with systems for that too. But that's going to something we're going to have to cross those bridges when we burn them. So. We're also going to roll out our new hybrid assessment grading system, which again, I'm going to talk about in future podcasts. You're like, no, another grading system. There, It is a new grading system because our school is moving towards standards-based grading. Uh, and we currently implement engagement grading. And both, method, both methods really have value. So we've designed, developed a hybrid method that basically overlaps the two. Uh, if you've had to do uh, professional development, if you've been um, assessed by your administrator and they come in the room and, and they have that that thing they, they, they click on that says like um, this art teacher was able to do this checkbox and this checkbox and this checkbox this checkbox this checkbox and they kind of moved up we're going to do it similar to that I know that sounds crazy what are you talking about Sans? I'll go into it in a lot of detail but it's going to be very cool I think it's going to work really well incorporating like I said that standard space grading along with engagement grading it's going to be a beautiful thing so woo that's a lot right there huh how do you feel excited about it crazy I know but I've been planning this out my whole life and I've got only four more years till I retire so if it's not now it's going to be never and I'm really happy that the other art teacher is on board with this um, she probably is a little nervous about it but I think it's gonna be a good thing and it's gonna work out so hey stick around with us I think you're gonna enjoy the next couple of podcasts to watch us crash and burn is <laughs> what's more fun than that we'll see you in the next one go make artists <laughs>